Blog Talk Radio. Radio not just for your ears, but also for your spirit. Jesus in the Morning Radio. And you're with Barbara.
imagine starting your day not just with a cup of coffee or a quick glance at your phone, but with a powerful assurance that today can be extraordinary. Picture yourselves stepping into each moment, fueled not just by your plans and efforts, but by a divine promise of guidance and blessing. If you believe that God can make a difference in your life today, let us stand together in faith. I will pray a powerful prayer with you in the mighty name of Jesus. So watch until the end and open your hearts to receive the blessings of this prayer. My friends, in the quiet moments of our mornings lies a precious opportunity to shape the hours ahead with hope, grace, and intention. It is in these serene early moments that we find our hearts most open to the whispers of God and where our souls are most receptive to his guiding hand. Let us reflect on the words from Psalm 118, verse 24, which says, This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This verse isn't just a statement. It's an invitation to align our hearts with a spirit of gratitude and joy. It reminds us that each day is a divine gift, intricately woven with possibilities and opportunities for us to discover and embrace. As we pray for a good day, we are not merely asking for favorable circumstances. We are also seeking to tune in our hearts to the beauty and blessings that each day holds. When we approach our day with prayer, we are not just hoping for the best. We are placing our trust in the one who holds all our days in his hands. We acknowledge that our own strength is limited, but in God, we find an unlimited source of strength, wisdom, and peace. Therefore, our prayer becomes a powerful testament to our faith a declaration that we choose to rely on God's promises and his unfailing love to guide us through the day. As we face the unknowns of the day with courage, we ask not just for the absence of trouble, but for the presence of God's peace that surpasses all understanding. This peace becomes our steady companion, guiding our thoughts, words, and actions turning ordinary moments into extraordinary encounters with God's grace. As we seek God for a good day, we seek to align our will with God's will. It is in this sacred exchange that we find the essence of a truly good day, one that is not measured merely by worldly successes, but also by how closely we walk with the Lord. It's about seeing his hand in every detail, feeling his presence in every challenge and hearing his voice in the quiet whispers of our hearts. So, my friends, let us come together in prayer, not only wishing for a better day, but as a powerful act of faith and surrender. Let us pray with hearts, full of hope, trusting that God is with us, guiding our steps and turning every day into a testament of his love and faithfulness. Today, as we seek a good day, let's remember 
that it begins here, in this moment of prayer, where heaven touches earth and your heart finds true joy in the Lord's embrace. Now, to all those within the sound of my voice, let us go to the Lord in prayer. I want you to pray this prayer with me so that you can have all the blessings of this prayer. You may also listen to this prayer daily as you build your faith and come in agreement. Let us pray to our gracious and loving God, Heavenly Father, Creator of the heavens and earth, I come before you with a heart full of praise and thanksgiving. Your majesty and glory are beyond comprehension, and your love for us is unending. I exalt your holy name and acknowledge your sovereignty over all things. You are the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and in your presence I find true peace and fulfillment. Lord, I thank you for this new day, a precious gift from your generous hands. I am grateful for the breath in my lungs, the strength in my body, and the opportunities that lie ahead. Your mercies are new every morning, and your faithfulness is as boundless as the sky. For the love and grace that you have given to me and my loved ones, I am eternally thankful. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done on earth and in my life, as it is in heaven. As I stand in your presence, I ask for forgiveness of my sins, both known and unknown. Cleanse my heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit within me. I also forgive those who have wronged me, releasing any bitterness or resentment. For in forgiveness, I find freedom. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare victory over my day. I seek your guidance and wisdom in every decision I make. Lead me in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Enlighten my mind with your divine insight and help me discern your will in all things. In every conversation, every interaction, in every choice, let your wisdom be my guide. Lord, I ask for your strength and courage. In moments of weakness, be my fortress. When I face trials and tribulations, be my rock. Let your courage fill my heart, enabling me to overcome obstacles and stand firm against the winds of adversity. I'm grateful that in your strength I can achieve all things. For with you all things are possible. I pray for your peace to surround me today. Let it guard my heart and mind. In the midst of chaos, let your peace reign. Let it be a beacon of hope to those around me, a testament to your calming presence in my life. Protect me, Lord, from all harm. Be my shield and defender against the schemes of the enemy. Keep me and my loved ones safe under the shadow of your wings. Deliver us from all evil and lead us away from temptation. Protect us 
in our going out and our coming in, today and forevermore. I pray for health and well-being, not just for myself, but also for my loved ones. Heal us from every sickness and disease. Mend what is broken within us and revive what has grown weary. I thank you, Lord, that you are the great physician, the healer of all our ailments, and in your hands there is restoration and peace. Your word says that by the stripes of Jesus we are healed, and I claim that promise over our lives today. I pray for deliverance from the spirits of fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, and discouragement, and ask for your powerful intervention to break these chains and set me free in the name of Jesus. Lord, prosper the work of my hands. Open doors of opportunity and bless my goals and aspirations. May your abundance flow in my life and let me be a blessing to others. In your loving kindness, I ask that you meet my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you. Lord, fill me with your love and compassion. Let me be a vessel of your grace, showing kindness and understanding to everyone I encounter. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke all forms of attacks by the enemy. I declare that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I bind the spirit of delay, disappointment, and stagnation in the name of Jesus. I rebuke bonds of oppression and any plans of the enemy to derail your purpose for my life. Lord, as I say this prayer together with everyone listening, I am grateful for every heart that is humbled before you right now. As we come in agreement, praying for each other, let your Holy Spirit move among us, touching every life, healing every wound, and fulfilling every need. In your infinite grace, we ask that you align your blessings to meet us right where we are. May your favor be upon us. May your protection surround us. And may your peace dwell within us. We declare that everything is working for us and not against us. Deliver us from all accidents and negative incidents. We are grateful that your goodness and mercies shall follow us all the days of our lives. Gracious Lord, we pray that you will help us to have a good day today. We claim victory over our challenges declare healing over our bodies, and we thank you for your unwavering protection. As this day ends, we return with hearts full of thankfulness for every lesson learned, for every blessing received. We give you glory. Lord, may your Holy Spirit guide us, comfort us, and empower us in all our ways. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering my prayer. 
In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, amen. If you were blessed by this prayer, type the word amen in the comment section below. I declare that all the blessings of this prayer are now upon you in the name of Jesus. You can help us to reach more persons. Did you know that whether you are fully aware or not, you have placed something first in your life? Have you ever stopped to consider what occupies that prime spot in your heart and whether or not it truly deserves that honor? Today, I want to urge you to put God first in your life. Let us delve into God's Word to truly understand the profound impact of making Him the center of our lives. I am also going to pray a powerful prayer with you in the mighty name of Jesus. So watch until the end and open your hearts to receive the blessings of this prayer. Now consider this. Every decision, every action, and every thought reflects what we value most. The choices we make daily are a mirror to our soul's deepest desires and priorities. But, you know what? We should always ensure that we put God first in all that we do. When we truly place Him at the forefront of our lives, we experience a transformation so profound that our lives will never be the same. Today, I want to share with you nine essential truths to keep in mind as we seek to ensure that we've put God first in our lives. As we discuss these nine truths, I pray that each one will resonate deeply within you, guiding your path closer to God's heart. Remember, a life centered around God is not just rewarding. It's the very essence of true fulfillment in your life. Number one, understand the ultimate priority. Listen to the words of Jesus in Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. This isn't a mere statement. It's a profound truth. Every day, life presents us with an array of choices. It's like being at a grand buffet with so many dishes to pick from. What do you prioritize? The world offers temporary pleasures, wealth, fame, luxury, and all the material stuff you can think of. But what does God offer? God offers himself, which covers everything. When we prioritize God, we aren't merely adding him to our list. We are placing him at the top. By aligning ourselves with God's purpose, our entire perspective shifts. Life's challenges, rather than appearing as insurmountable obstacles, become lessons. They evolve into opportunities for growth and self-discovery. And you know what's interesting? When we place God first, everything else falls into place. It's like that void we once had. It's filled, that deep emptiness within us. Like there's something missing, it's gone. Because when we place God first, we begin to find fulfillment in His love and purpose. It's one thing for me to tell you, but my friends, experiencing it for yourself is another thing. It's life-changing in a tangible way. Once you place God first and feel that fulfillment personally, no one can sway your conviction, just like no one can persuade me otherwise, because I've felt and seen 
the power of God at work in my own life and in the lives of others. And that's what makes the Daily Jesus devotional community so unique on this platform. We aren't here for superficial reasons. We are deeply committed to spreading the gospel and transforming lives because we've witnessed God's power firsthand. Our team members have all walked that path. And we invite you daily to join us on this life-changing journey towards a deeper connection with God and to live a victorious life. And here's something else to think about. Remember the story of Noah and the ark? God told Noah to build an enormous boat because a flood was coming. People laughed and thought Noah was silly, but Noah listened to God, put him first, and built the ark. When the flood came, Noah and his family were safe. Just like Noah, when we listen to God and put him first, we're protected and guided. Even when things get tough or confusing, having God as our top priority helps us stay strong, hopeful, and filled with peace. So, let's be like Noah and keep choosing God and putting him first. With God leading the way, our lives are always on the right track. Number two. There is the gravity of idolatry. As the book of Exodus warns us in chapter 20, verse 3, you shall have no other gods before me. On the surface, this may sound straightforward. Most of us might say, I don't worship idols. So this doesn't apply to me. But let's dig deeper. Idolatry isn't just about bowing to statues. It's about what occupies the throne of our heart. Is it money? Career? Relationships? Social status? Oftentimes, without even realizing it, these things take God's place in our lives. Every time we prioritize our desires, our fears, or the world's approval over God's voice, we place something else in His rightful position. Sometimes it may be unintentional, but that still doesn't change the reality. It's therefore essential to regularly examine our hearts and realign our priorities. By recognizing and dethroning these idols in our lives, we clear a path for God to take his rightful place. Let's think about the story of Jonah for a moment. Most of us are familiar with this story. Jonah tried to run from God's command, prioritizing his own feelings and fears over God's guidance. He ended up in the belly of a big fish. Yet, in that dark place, Jonah found clarity. He prayed and turned his heart back to God. And God, in his endless mercy, gave Jonah another chance. Just like Jonah, we too can find ourselves in tricky situations when we let other things take the place of God in our lives. But the beautiful thing is that God always gives us a way back. If we take a moment, refocus, and push aside the idols that have crept into our lives, we can begin to experience the joy and peace that comes from truly putting God first. Our God is faithful and full of mercy. After all, as Psalm 37 verse 4 reminds us, delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. This Bible verse offers us a promise worth holding on to. Number three, 
know about the transformative power of divine guidance. Proverbs beautifully echoes this in chapter 3, verses 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean, not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. This isn't mere advice. It's a life principle. In our journey through life, we often come across crossroads, moments of uncertainty, and periods of darkness. We all do. It's in these moments that our human understanding feels woefully inadequate. But there's a promise awaiting us. We are promised of God's divine guidance. When we fully trust in God and acknowledge Him, He doesn't just enlighten our path. He leads us by the hand. This guidance isn't about merely avoiding pitfalls. It's about being directed towards a life of abundance and purpose. It's about embracing a journey where every turn, every twist, and every pause has divine intent behind it. Reflecting on the story of David and Goliath offers profound insight into divine guidance. As a young shepherd boy, David faced the towering giant, Goliath. By human understanding, David had no chance. He was not a trained soldier, and he did not have the size or strength of Goliath. But David wasn't relying on his own understanding. He trusted in the Lord. In the book of 1 Samuel 17, verse 45, with a simple sling and five smooth stones, he confronted the giant, saying, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. With God's guidance, David defeated Goliath and demonstrated that divine guidance and trust in the Lord could overcome even the most insurmountable challenges. This story encourages us to remember that when we trust in God's guidance, when we put God first, we can face our giants, no matter how big they seem. God is always ready to guide us, making our paths straight and leading us to victory. Number four, reordering our priorities is crucial. In Luke 10, verses 41 to 42, we find a lesson on priorities. When Jesus told Martha, 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 you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. He was pointing out the essence of priorities. Life is bustling, filled with tasks, responsibilities, and distractions. In the midst of this, it's easy to forget the most crucial aspect, our spiritual well-being. The dishes will always be there. The laundry will pile up again, and the emails will keep coming. But the moments that we spend at the feet of Jesus, those are irreplaceable. It's a lesson for all of us. While we shouldn't neglect our chores and responsibilities, it's vital to ensure they don't overshadow our relationship with God. By regularly reordering our priorities, we ensure a balanced, fulfilling life where both spiritual and worldly responsibilities are harmoniously balanced. Taking a leaf from the book of Psalms, we are reminded in Psalm 46, verse 10, Be still and know that I am God in our fast-paced world. Stillness is often overlooked, yet it's in these quiet moments that we can genuinely connect with God and hear His voice. 
Think of the story of Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19. After witnessing powerful events like fire and earthquake, God's voice came to him, not in the grand spectacles, but in a gentle whisper. This emphasizes the importance of quiet moments, away from the clatter and clamor of daily life. By making time for God in our busy schedules, by being still and listening, we give Him the space to speak to our hearts and guide us. This doesn't mean quitting our jobs or abandoning our chores. It means setting aside purposeful moments each day, even if it's just a few minutes to sit in His presence. And as we do, our priorities naturally find their rightful order. With God at the center, number five, the joy of a God-centered life. Psalm 16 verse 11 states, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. How beautiful is that promise. The world offers pleasures. Yes, but they are temporary. They are like bursts of flavor that quickly fade away. God's joy, on the other hand, is eternal. It sustains, strengthens, and renews. A God-centered life is similar to dwelling in a perpetual spring. Even in the midst of challenges, there's an underlying current of joy. This joy isn't rooted in circumstances, but in a deep-seated relationship with the Creator. With God at the center, life becomes an exciting journey, filled with wonder, adventure, and profound joy. Reflecting on Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, we see Him proclaiming in Matthew 5, verse 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. This purity of heart translates to a life free from the entanglements of worldly distractions and temptations. A heart devoted solely to God. Such a heart sees God, not just in grand miracles, but in everyday moments. The smile of a child, the beauty of a sunset, or the kindness of a stranger. A God-centered life brings clarity, like the clear waters of a still pond. Everything becomes a reflection of God's love and goodness. Every experience, good or bad, is an opportunity to draw closer to Him. And in this closeness, in this intimacy with the divine, we find the deepest and most enduring joy. It's a joy that goes beyond mere happiness. It's a joy that resonates in the depths of one's soul, regardless of what's happening around us. Number six, be confident about God's provision and promise. The promise in Philippians 4 verse 19 is a beacon of hope. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. When we prioritize God, it doesn't mean forsaking our needs, desires, or dreams. Rather, it's entrusting them to someone who knows us better than we know ourselves. God's provision isn't about just fulfilling our needs. It's about exceeding them. It's not about giving us what we want, but what we truly need. Imagine a loving father looking at his child. He doesn't just provide for the child's basic needs, but delights in giving gifts, surprises, and blessings. That's how God views us. By placing Him first, we tap into an infinite reservoir of blessings. 
that flow from his throne. Number 7. Know the outcome of a divided heart. James 1 verses 6 to 8 cautions. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Duality is a challenge. Trying to balance between God and the world creates instability. Like trying to stand on two boats, drifting in opposite directions. By serving two masters, we become spiritually lukewarm. Neither here nor there, but by giving God our undivided heart, we find solidity, stability, and purpose. Our choices become clear, our path becomes defined, and our destiny becomes aligned with His perfect will. Number 8. Understand Life's True Purpose Have you ever grappled with the whole thought of why you are here? Ecclesiastes 12 verse 13 sums up the essence of our existence, and it says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Amidst the noise of the world, it's easy to lose sight of our true purpose. Are we here just to live, earn, spend, and then fade away? Or is there a higher purpose to our lives, a divine calling, by honoring God and following His commandments? We align ourselves with this higher purpose. Life, then, isn't just about living. It's about thriving. It's about making a difference, touching lives, and leaving a legacy of faith, hope, and love. Embracing this truth brings clarity to our journey in life and adds meaning to every step we take. So remember, we are here to fear God and keep His commandments. And to do this, we have to put God first. Number 9. Know about the unmatched reward. Jesus made a profound promise in Mark 10, verses 29 to 30. And Jesus answered and said, Verily, I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake, and the gospels, but he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time. Houses, and brethren, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands, with persecutions, and in the world to come, eternal life. So this isn't a transactional relationship. It's a covenant. When we prioritize God, the rewards aren't just spiritual. They manifest in our everyday lives. We will notice that blessings, favor, open doors, and divine connections become a part of our daily experiences. Above all, the promise of eternal life awaits us. It's an eternity, not just of existence, but of joy, love, and unparalleled communion with God. And does this mean that we won't ever face opposition, discrimination, or persecution because of our faith? No, it doesn't mean that either. Jesus consistently taught that following him might lead to suffering, and this scripture also underscores that message. However, amidst these challenges, when we put God first, we are also assured of victory through Christ, 
who strengthens and uplifts us in every trial. In other words, the enemy won't have the final say. God does. Let us look again at the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15. After squandering his inheritance and living a life away from his father, the son decides to return home, expecting rebuke. He is instead met with an overwhelming embrace and celebration from his father. This story illustrates God's grace and the unmatched reward awaiting those who return to him. Just like the father who throws a grand celebration for his returned son, God celebrates each of us. The reward is not based on our worthiness, but on his boundless love. Know that every sacrifice made, every challenge faced in the name of faith, is recognized and rewarded by God. And beyond the material and tangible, there lies the profound peace and joy of knowing we are cherished and valued. The rewards God offers aren't just for a moment. They echo into eternity, shaping our existence beyond this life. Now, in Revelation 3 verse 20, God extends an open invitation saying, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person, and they with me. This isn't about a distant God up in the heavens. It's about a loving Father at our doorstep, waiting to be invited in. It's up to us to make that choice, to open our hearts and let Him reign supreme in our lives. Consider this. The beauty of the gospel lies in its power to transform. When we embrace these truths and place God at the pinnacle of our priorities, our lives experience a profound transformation. So if you believe that you have placed God first in your life and there is no positive transformation, you need to do some introspection and ask for God's guidance and always remember to be patient and trust God's timing. By making God our utmost priority, we move from merely going through the motions to living with purpose and intent. And those challenges we encounter, they evolve into opportunities for growth. As for the blessings, expect them to manifest as daily miracles in your life. The promise is clear. Put God first in your life, and your life will undoubtedly never be the same. Now, to all those within the sound of my voice, let us go to the Lord in prayer. I want you to pray this prayer with me so that you can have all the blessings of this prayer. Let us pray to our gracious and loving God, everlasting Father, almighty God. You are the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the creator of heaven and earth. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I give you all the glory, honor, and praise. Lord, I am grateful for your faithful promises, your amazing grace, your everlasting love, and your mercies that endures forevermore. Lord, I thank you for the gift of life, and I thank you for the many blessings you have given to me. Father, I humbly approach your throne of grace, acknowledging my sins my mistakes, and my shortcomings. Forgive me of my trespasses, as I also forgive all those who have trespassed against me. 
Lord, forgive me for the times I've placed other things above you. For moments, I've let the pleasures of this world distract me from your eternal promises. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare that every chain of idolatry and distraction in my life is broken, and I rebuke every spirit of confusion and worldly temptation that tries to pull me away from your presence by the authority of the blood of Jesus. I claim emotional, physical, and spiritual healing over every part of my being. I declare, in the name of Jesus, that the same power that resurrected Christ from the dead flows through my veins, revitalizing and renewing my spirit, mind, and body. Merciful Father, I pray for divine protection over my life and the life of my loved ones. Lord, I ask that you command your mighty angels to stand guard around us, shielding us from all harm or evil. Father, you are our provider, and I ask for your abundant blessings to overflow in our lives. May you guide our paths and draw us closer to you. Lord, help us to prioritize you above all things and experience the fullness of joy that only you can give. Father, as I say this prayer, together with everyone listening, I thank you for each heart that is humbled before you right now. For those who are feeling lost, may you be their saving grace and guiding light. For those who are burdened, may your Holy Spirit be their comforter and grant them peace. For those struggling with their priorities, may you grant them the conviction to put you first and the discernment to choose what truly matters. And for those in need of your touch, may you bring them healing, vitality, and restoration. Heavenly Father, we come into agreement as a faith-filled community, and we thank you for the rewards and benefits you have promised us. In your word, we ask for the strength and wisdom to always seek your kingdom first to reorder our priorities and to embrace the joy and transformation that comes from your divine guidance. Lord, I thank you for hearing and answering my prayer. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray, Amen. If you were blessed by this message, type the word Amen in the comments section below. I declare that all the blessings of this prayer are now upon you. In the name of Jesus, you can help us to...
show your glory today. You are great in love, rich in mercy. You are great in love, rich in mercy. You are great in love, rich in mercy. You
And today is really and truly January the 8th, 2024. We're one month and eight days into this new year. And so we thank God for it. We appreciate him. We love him today. Without him, we can do nothing. And so today we want to share some things. And um, our topic for today is going to be casting out all fear. So I said to myself, casting out all your fears. Yeah, because many of us, sometimes we come up on some fears. Yeah, but there's a way. There's a way to cast them out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you in this hour, we need to pray and depend on God's word for everything. After we stand on his word, we're going to stand on it some more because we're standing on the sure foundation. If you're looking at this world and what the world is presenting, you following that and you think it's a solid thing, you're soon to find out it's not what you thought it was. It is not what you thought it was. I look and I see people, they can no longer hear God. Yeah, if he, if he don't speak to them in the way they choose to understand, they'll miss the whole point. I'm like, what is going on? The church, church people. They're getting worse. Church people not appear not to be getting better. They appear to be getting worse. I, I don't know if you heard about this thing with uh, William Murphy and the stuff he brought to the church, walking out and some other stuff. People had something to say about it because the scripture said it. I didn't say it. The scripture said, come out from among them and be ye separated. Yeah. And he did an interview, but he did it with worldly people. He didn't do it with godly men and godly women. Because he's the, the church of the world. And either you spiritual or you carnal. You can't be both. Either you hot or you cold. If you're lukewarm, God will spew you at his now. And he told this man, he told him, he said, uh, this is not the uh, your grandmama church. Uh, you missed it because you were in the wrong church. No, let me tell you. I want that church grandmama had. Because grandmama come on over. There were many days when grandmama didn't know where the next meal was coming from. But because she had Jesus and she went to him, he made a way for grandmama. That's the church I'm looking for. I'm looking for the church without spot or wrinkle. I'm looking for the same church that God is coming back for. I'm not looking for any and every old thing, not me. And unless we come up in faith and walk by faith and not by sight, in a few minutes we all going to get to see some stuff here. What you thought he was talking about was real and you follow it, you know, you respond it because you don't want to appear to the world to be ignorant. That's who you're appealing to. But God said he wouldn't have us ignorant. Me and we understand the spirit of God. We understand the word of God. We walk by faith and not by sight. It's pitiful out here now. Ooh, we, ooh, we. 
and we so fearful. We so scared of everything. God didn't give us the spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind. That's why I come out and say whatever I got to say, do whatever I got to do, because I'm not contending with nobody else. If God is pleased, the world may as well, because he said if he be for me, he's more than the whole world against me. But it's not the way we walk it. But we want God to give us something. He's not, he's not doing it. He done spoke, and then he came and showed you. And, and these people just keep right on. It's they think they're going to do it how they want to do it. No, no real regard for God. They act like they're afraid of him, but no, they're not. And they prove it to him over and over again. His word said, touch not mine anointed and do my prophet no harm. Oh, they show out today, honey. They show out. They don't even remember God. You, they don't even remember God speaks to you. They don't remember that. How do they get hot right quick and say what they got to say? Get hot right quick and do what they got to do. But how many know God is not sleep? He sleeps in our slumber. His eyes are in every place. He's beholding the evil and the good. It's one thing to commit a sin, repent, become God is sorry, and turn away from that sin. But it's another thing, you just keep it going. You don't even really repent for that. Because you don't th really think you did nothing wrong. You said what you had to say and did what you had to do. And you do with it. Because mm -hmm. see, a lot of times, they think they're showing a the man or woman of God something. It's not them. It's, I, I could care less what you do or how you think or where you go or whatever you want to do. I could really care less. But if he speak, you got to go to him. No need to be bothered with me. No need to think about me. He spoke. Bishop Wyden said, God has spoken. Let the church say amen. That means let the church agree because God has spoken. Hallelujah. I looked at that. I said, boy, this thing coming on down, coming on down. It's showing us the word fulfilling every day. The main ones you thought wouldn't do it are wide open. And see, this is why I don't follow every winning doctrine. Yeah, you couldn't tell me nothing about TDJ. You couldn't tell me about coming. Uh-uh. I hung out with Noah Jones for a season, and when I saw that change, I changed right on up out of there. You couldn't tell me nothing about Juanita Bynum. He didn't draw me to that, so I had to go in the other direction. George Myers, he showed me something. Uh-uh. Clefler, uh-uh. Singer company. Oh, no, no. You're a singer this week. Next week, you're a pastor of a church. Uh-uh. People up doing all the singing and having these gospel concerts and charging mega dollars and mean as a junkyard dog. Y'all better hear me today. I mean mean. A lot of stuff you I, I see it, but a lot of stuff you don't hear me bring it to to us. Be ye holy, for I am holy. He said, "Come out from among them and be separated. He'll be your God, and he'll be his people." Now that's what he said. That that's not what Barbara said. That's what God inspired man to write, so that Barbara could follow the instructions that God gave man to write. But it come from God. 
listen to this. I, I just want to read a little bit of this. I got to go back up here. Okay. All right. This is in San Antonio, Texas. A 13-year-old San Antonio girl stood before a juvenile court judge accused of the bishop's stabbing of her 33-year-old mother in an attack that left the victim critically wounded. The assault, which occurred on the northwest side of the city, involved not only a knife but also bloody brass knuckles and a dumbbell, according to authorities. Do y'all hear this? It's so many, oh, it's so many things that has trans babies uh, just just too much. It's coming down to what the scripture says. It's already here that men are lovers of themselves. They, 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 it's pitiful. Listen to this. Six-year-old murdered by mother in vicious stabbing. A six-year-old child murdered by their mother in a vicious stabbing. We're supposed to love our children. Our children are supposed to love us. Listen to this nine-year-old and mom killed by our old brother. This says, a man intentionally hits and flips cousin's car in road rage family brawl. Oh, the list is endless now. Man shot while trying to save his aunt from his brother. Yeah, it's endless of, of the evil that's going on in the world. Man shoots his baby and murders his girlfriend. Woman and man shot while defending a, a, a person against carjacking, taking their car. It is endless of the evil that is taking place in the world. And see, people are curious. That's how they get themselves in trouble. When they see something they're not familiar with, they want to investigate a little bit more and see what it is. When you know anything, you in there looking and now you become a part. I've heard a young man say, I often wonder what it was like to kill somebody, to murder. So he killed. Curious. This is why the believer keeps his mind and her mind on Jesus. So that they can keep him in perfect peace. And you can hear the Holy Spirit when he speaks. Don't go that way. Turn around. Stop. Come on. Move fast. Take it easy. Don't move too fast. It gives you all kind of instructions that's going to help you. And this is what we need. We need the spirit of God living in us. And we need to allow that spirit to lead and guide us. And we need to stand on the word of God. I don't care what come your way, run to the word. Let's not lean on our own understanding. And all our ways, let's acknowledge him. He's going to direct that path. Yeah. 
Listen, we're going to one more song of the morning, and we come back. We're coming back with our topic for today. And again, the topic is casting out all fear. And I say to myself, casting out your fears. Yeah. He didn't give us the spirit to be scared of nothing and nobody. But sometimes when we know we're not in the right place and we're not doing what's right, then fear will come. Because I know I done did this. I shouldn't do that. Ah, la, 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 la. Uh-huh. But he didn't give me no fear, so I had to stand up and be strong. Sometimes I don't want to tell the people. Sometimes I don't want to say anything about it. If he speaks, say it. Tell it. Then I got to do it. And I can't be scared to do it. Because I'm doing it through him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's that kind of guy. Yeah. Hallelujah. So let's go to this one. And after this one, we're coming back to with our scripture, one of our scriptures for today. And then we're going to talk about casting out your fear. Hallelujah. Feel my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting in my soul. Bread from heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up. And make me whole. Don't think for a moment I never felt the pain you cast. 
www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, hallelujah. We're looking at this morning, Genesis, the third chapter, and we're looking at verse 10. And he said, I heard that voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. Huh? Listen. Casting out fear. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves punishment. The one who fears is not prepared, is not perfected in love. And the one who fears is not perfected in love. Now listen, for God is love. If we look over at First John, the fourth chapter, it teaches us this, for God is love. So when we're talking about perfected love, perfected in love, we're talking about God. So they haven't gotten all the way there, like, you know, to love, to know love when they see it, and to know his word, and to understand what he has truly done for us, and take all of this for granted. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believe on him won't perish, but have everlasting life. 
They don't understand what God did for us. They don't understand the true suffering of Jesus Christ. They fear him because they know he can destroy the body and the soul. They know he can snatch the breath out of their body. That's why they fear him. Not because he's love and not because he gave his only begotten and not because he's holy. Yeah. So listen. God placed Adam and Eve in a perfect world. Yes, he did. A garden overflowing with abundance. I, I mean, a, 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 oh, we, a garden overflowing with abundance there. He never needs. But Satan deceived them into believing God was withholding blessings. Isn't that something? When they believe Satan lies, fear in it, the world. We heard what he said. See, once they believe what the devil told them, they got to see for themselves. So Genesis 3 and 10 again says, and he said, I heard the voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And sometimes we hide ourselves from God right now because we think we're naked. So we hide ourselves. We're not fully going to him to tell him all. He's looking for us. He know where we are, but he wants us to come to him because we cannot accuse him of forcing us. Whosoever will, let them come. So many times we're hiding. I can't tell God this. Why not? He already knows. He saw when it took place. He saw when you did it. So if we'll go to love, because love affected when we know how to love. And if we'll cast our cares upon love, which is God, if we cast every care upon him, ask him to teach us his ways, ask him to teach us how to apply his word to our everyday life, but we must know the word in order to apply it. God is not going to do everything for us. He gave us a measure of faith. He gave that to us the size of a mustard seed. But if we want more faith, we got to grow in faith. We got to give God more. We got to seek him more. We got to believe his word more. Stand on the promises of almighty God and after standing, stand on the promises some more. When I tell you all of this, cast fear out. Prayer, the word of God. Denying yourself. All of this, cast fear out. Out And you got to have a mind for God, not for man in the world, but a mind for God. You have no clue how many times the enemy done told me some stuff. I wouldn't be on the, um, on the internet talking like that. I wouldn't be on the internet misusing words and you don't speak the proper English. You have no clue. But all I can say is this, do you understand the words that's coming? Out of my mouth. 
over a million listens. And then not only people done listen a million times, but guess what? People constantly come, new people. Some come because they're seeking God. Some come because they just want to know what's going on. And they want to find out if, if, if it's something they can tell the world against you. So you got all kind of stuff going on. But God is love. And if we got God, we should have love as well. But love will cast out fear. Yes, it will. What? I'm seeing women, they are afraid of their husband. Literally afraid of him. Because they know he'll slap the very taste out of their mouth. He's a violent man. He's an abusive man. But she stayed with him. Not all that because she's scared, but she stayed with him because she loved him too. So when he's not knocking her brain out, she's not afraid of him. She'll talk to him, cook for him, ask him how meal is and all of that. Only when he go back and start bashing her head in will she become fearful again. But the minute he no longer violent for the moment, because it's coming up again, then she 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 loves him. She's no longer fearful. So Adam was afraid. Suddenly conscious of their sins, they no longer could enjoy God's abundance or even his presence. Oops. What? They no longer trusted him or fellowship with him. Their hearts became full of fear. If we leave God, if we don't trust in God, if we don't stay with God, if we don't obey God, if we're not a part of him, guess what? We full of fear. This is the impact of fear. It paralyzes us. It shapes our attitude and expectations and blocks the flow of God's blessings. Like Adam and Eve, we can become afraid of facing God, afraid to believe his word, or reluctant to even talk with him. Yeah. Everything changes when our relationship with the Father is restored and we live in fellowship with him. We learn to trust him and be confident that he will meet our every need and give us an abundant life. Look, fear does this. Fear stagger us. Fear will have you feeling like you're drunk in your thoughts, in your mind. Fear will make you overthink things. Should I do it? I shouldn't do it. If I do it, this going to happen. But I should do it because fear. It appalls you. See, pause mean to, to, to stop just for a second. Sometimes you can stay on pause too long and you'll come stopped. Fear can stop you. People have dreams and visions sometimes. People have 
uh, uh, things they want to do, but fear stopped them from doing it. They start thinking of everything that could go wrong or what if this happened or what fear. Do you know fear brings on depression? Fear will have you depressed because you want to do something, but you're scared to do it. But the sad part is you know how to do it. Mental health. Do you know fear will bring mental health? You'll be unsure of your own self. Some people hear voices. Some people see people. Some people have to get a a, a cosigner to make sure it's what they think it is. I had somebody that know me personally, basically all their lives. Guess what they said to me? Is that you for real? They called me by my name, Bob. Is that really you? I said, yes. He said, well, tell me something about us. I said, well, my mama was named Mary. My dad was named Prince. He said, tell me something else. I told him his birthday, <laughs> where he was born, the name. And then he said, oh, yeah, that's really you. Paranoid, mental health. Because somewhere in there, fear came. What others think about you would be a big part. Oh, you got to do it like this, and you got to do it like that, and you got you you're not even comfortable with the way you're doing it because that's not you. But you're doing all of this because of what others may think about you, and people are not uh, 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 loving you and caring about you like that. That's what you done built in your mind to think they care so much. They don't care. If you fall over in a hog pen and while in slop, they could care less. They have their clean shoes and clean clothes. They'll just keep walking. You're in the hog pen. Talk to you later. Wallow good here. People don't care. But many sit around considering <laughs> what people would think about them. And they really think they something. And people care like that about you. Please. Many times, as soon as they walk off, they forgot you even exist. You existed when they were talking to you about what concerned them, what was going to work best for them. Unhappiness. Fear. Fear makes us unhappy. Fear brings unhappiness. We scared. No need. We have Almighty God, Jehovah, that have all power. He said we can do all things through Christ who strengthened us. He said we were the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. He said no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. Again, we're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus that loves us for God is love. When we pray more, when we study the word of God and apply it to our everyday life, every day, when we stay in the word and stay in prayer, when we keep our minds on God, when we stay with spiritual things, you're looking at TV, you're looking at something that's teaching you about the goodness of God or is condemning you to come out of what wrong you're into. All of this will cast out fear. Only the things of God will cast out fear. 
I see people running to the pastor, running over here. They're running to this prophet. They're running over there to that prophet. Oh, girl, the prophet over there on First Street, they over there. Run to the word of God, praying and asking God to give you understanding of his word and to teach you how to apply his word to your everyday life. I can't worry about the church building. I pay my tithes and offerings. Bishop called me the other day and he was telling me, he said, hey, uh, what you sent over here, it bless us to keep going. And the windows in the church need replacing. So they're doing a fundraiser and he asked uh, each one of us that could to buy a window. I bought two. And I gave an extra little bit of change towards the fundraising for the rest of the windows. I believe. I was sitting out there last night thinking about it, and I got to talk to the Lord about it because, Lord, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I know you're able to bless me to buy two windows. They're $200 a piece. I know you're able, and all the little money they get, they could have done took it for themselves, but they put it into the building. It's an old building to keep the building looking nice and to keep the building standing. Same chairs we had forever. But they make the inside of the building look nice, and it is church. It is a church. <laughs> and the gospel is being preached there. I know God going to provide them windows. And then at our ACU, all of that he provided before he did it, then he'll do it again. I don't want to be telling my business, but I wanted to bless the church with $10,000. I didn't have 10000 But later on and later on and later on, God blessed me to bless him with 600 500 1000 God loves a cheerful giver. Pay them tags and offerings and make a sacrifice to plant. Somebody said don't make sense. Oh, you can't be planted. Oh, yeah, I planted and I received a harvest, a great harvest. Yeah. And see, when I have extra money, my money go to the things of God, spreading the gospel, keeping a building open where people are going to come, where people need God are coming. And when they get there, they see God in there, and they stay there. They don't go nowhere. Many have come, but they wasn't right, and God sent them home. Yeah, Bishop was telling me about one coming, thought they were going to run everything, take over. I know him. All he did is spoke the word. They had to go. This is the house of prayer. This is God's house. We don't just do in and everything in him. We don't just have in and everybody in here up over the people of God. Ain't got no love for people. Bishop, get to see. I'm not balling and shot calling. I stay lowly and humble. I deal with a lot of small churches. I believe that's God. You can't tell me it's not God. Because all that mega foolishness. Uh-oh, forgive me, Lord. All of that stuff, and all people did is join the church. Yeah, they, they didn't give no life to Christ. 
They put their membership over there because he needs to tithe and offerings and he needs bodies to preach to and he needs numbers. So when he wants to build something else onto the church or, or add another something, he can tell the bank this amount of members I have. Along with this is the amount of tithe and offering I take in every week. Because this new wave, new age stuff, they run the church like a business. He didn't say my church would be a business. He said it would be the house of prayer. And parents, they're not really training their children in the way that they should go. You have to put that in children right after birth. As soon as a child starts to know something between the ages they told me of one and six. But when they're in the womb, while you're carrying a child, you talk to the child and you explain things. Yeah. And you speak the blessings of God over the child. While they're in the womb, when they come out, you immediately begin to teach them. But they think all this posing on Facebook and sticking their tongue out and holding up two fingers for the peace sign, I guess, all and dressing them real cute, that's the way. Now, I'm teaching mine and keeping them off Facebook. My daughters, my young son, pedophiles everywhere. Yeah, people that hurt children are everywhere. I'm not putting my baby out there for y'all to, uh-uh. Not going to be able to do it. But it's already all right today in Jesus' name. Because a lot of times, grandparents and great-grandparents just follow the suit of the parents. This is what the parents allow them to do. And the parents said, go ahead, Mama, put that out there. She want that out there. I said, sure. Mama, I, this my baby. She want it. You go ahead and do it. The first time you got me, the next time you won't get me. Because I'm, I'm not taking no pictures of your baby tooting the rear out and throwing up two fingers and tooting the lips out. No, we're not doing that. Too much is out there. Rapists out there. Pedophiles out there. Child abusers out there. Women abusers. All kind of stuff. And we're still talking about casting out fear, all fear. When you follow everything, it'll bring fear. You're scared. And nobody going to tell me nothing. You're following everything that you can follow. And if you step just a little bit to the left too far, you're out of place. So you scared to step to the left a little bit too far because of what they're going to say to you, what they're going to say about you, and what they may even do to you. So you, 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 you're following the world's lead and you're staying right there. And you're scared to move. Yeah. Trying to keep up with the world. He said, come out from among them and be separated. Yeah. 
I had somebody to tell me it's a, it's a this and a that until you want it. it when, when it's something you want, then you're okay with it. I start checking my own self. Oh, yes, ma'am. No, you got to get right, Bob. You got to change that tune. If that's what you're doing, change it. You in the world, but not of the world. I know God filled me with the Holy Ghost. Nobody can tell me nothing. I know who I was, where I was, what I could do, what I would do, what I was doing compared to today. You can't tell me nothing. You can't tell me he didn't change me from the inside out. Nobody can tell me I'm not a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away from me, and behold, all things have become new because of God, because of Jesus, because of that word. When I was in the world, I wasn't a fearful person. I've never been scared. Now that I'm in God, you think now is the time to be scared? No, the word of God will stand up for you if you stand up for yourself. Prayer will stand up for you if you pray. Jesus' name is a name where the righteous can run in and be saved. Anything you don't like, call Jesus. I've said Jesus just like that, and the situation instantly changed. Oh, yeah, you can't tell me about it. I know too much about him, but we got to cast out all fear. Yeah. Listen, I've got to run right quick. So I'm going to go to this one song of the morning. And when we come back, we're still talking about casting out all fears. Yeah. Casting out my fears. Hallelujah. Yeah, Lord. I thank you. Okay. Look, Durham, I don't have an old church here, and, and I don't have a tambourine even. I, I don't have an old building, so I had to bring it along with me. Jake, start rolling now. I'll have my medicine now. Can I do it again, Dad? 
www.jesusinthemorningradio.com. Hallelujah, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. He will do just what he said because I believe. I believe today. And if I'm a believe, I'm not going to be scared. I'm not going to be fearful. Yeah. I'm not going to consider what others say or have said about Jesus or will say about him. I believe that he's the son of the true and living God. I believe when I repented unto him and I told him I believe and I asked him to come into my heart and live. And afterwards, I began my own personal Bible study. And then I went where I believe he sent me to be taught the Bible even more. And I made sure I was in Bible study at home and at the church. I can remember days I was in Birmingham, Alabama, and I used to get my children off to school. Four children were still home. I would get them off to school. Many mornings I walked them to school, turned around and came back home, started a load of laundry, washed up the breakfast dishes, picked up the house where it needed to be cleaned at, vacuumed, mopped, whatever I had to do. And I sat to the table and I began to study the word of God. I began to pray first. I prayed first earnestly and sincerely from my heart to God to give me understanding of his word, the way I wanted him, wanted him to teach me how to apply it to my everyday life. I surrounded myself with things of God. I began to hang out with people that believed. I cut the worldly friends loose. Well, they cut me loose because anytime you come to God, what you used to have, is it's not going to be there anymore. Those type of friends that you club with, you drank with, you smoked weed with, you hung out with and, and did things that was against God with, they no longer wants to be a part of you because what does darkness have to do with life? Praying the word of God, drawing closer to him, increasing in faith, increasing in trust in him, increasing in patience, will cast out all fear. You can't do it on Monday and don't do it no more till Monday of next month. This is a daily thing. I believe it was Stephen Wonder that sang the song about a part-time lover. We can't be a part-time lover of God. We got to be full-time. And whatever he says, because he knows the very intent of our heart, because he made us for his pleasure, because he drew us so that we could be born again, he know everything. He know what's right. He know what's good for us. He know what's best for us. So we follow his lead. We let him lead and guide. We let him be the God of our lives. And again this morning, we apply his word.
into our lives every single day. Don't do it sometime, we do it all the time. We're confused about something or we don't understand something or we don't know something, we run to him for clarity. Give me understanding, Lord. I don't understand this. I believe it's coming this year where many will be, some already, but many more will be afraid to go out of their house. I go out at night when I have to. I don't just go out. And it's not so much that I'm afraid because, yea, though I walk the valley of the shadows of death, I fear no evil. Why is that, Father? He's with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. When my enemies come here, prepare a table before me in the very presence of mine enemies. I don't have to walk in fear. I don't have to be afraid of nobody. Now, you know, if I'm not afraid of the pastor to tell the pastor who I think he's wrong, and I fear God and the man of God and the woman of God, but one that can stand flat foot in the word, flat feet in the word, and tell you what he said. That's not what he said. You, uh, I think you got that a little bit off. And many times they'll say, you know, sister, you're right. Because just because a pastor get up to preach, it don't mean he's always preaching in the spirit. God is using him. Some of this stuff come from them. Their natural flesh and carnal will never satisfy spiritual. God is a spirit, and if we're going to be his people, we must become a spiritual people. We must become walking by faith and not by sight. We must come trusting him with all our heart and leaning not to our own understanding in all our ways. A-L-L, that's a big word, all our ways. Acknowledge him. We're going to seek him before we make a move. I told them I'm getting a new truck, but I'm seeking God first. I'm waiting on him to say go. Because he's going to direct my path. I don't want a truck payment. I want a new truck, but I want him to provide it with no payments. I haven't paid insurance on it. He paid every month. He's done it before. I know he's able to do it again. But I got to walk by faith. I got to trust him. And I can't be scared. I can't be even in fear. That's other people's business to do, not mine. I love him. He called me. He chose me. And things must work together for my good, no matter what it is. If I lose, it's going to work together for my good. I promise you. I've lost much, and it worked together for my good. When I was homeless, it was working for my good. And before I fully come to him, things happened, and it yet worked for my good because he knew the date when I was coming, and when I came, I was going to be faithful. I wasn't going to listen to the world. I wasn't going to follow what other people was doing. I was going to follow him. 
I wasn't going to concern myself with the things of the world, but I was going to concern myself with the things of him. Pray without ceasing. Keep your mind on me. I keep in perfect peace. Seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, and all these things will be added. Love, not as the world loves, but as I have loved you. Love your enemies. Got to follow all of this. Got to obey all of this. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's doable. Jesus came and he did it. Came in his flesh and he did it. And we can too. God love us this morning. We should show some love back by being obedient unto him and casting out all fear. Good morning, Apostle. God bless you this morning. Casting out all fear. It's many scriptures in the Bible that would teach us how to stay with him. I can remember I came out of Texas into Orlando. And I went back to work for an old boss. And he gave me a formula to go by every day. I can remember leaving out the house, coming down on the curb, sitting on the curb with my Bible, reading my Bible and meditating on the curb while I waited for him to get dressed and come pick me up for work. I'll never forget that. He gave me that formula, and the formula was to keep me. Not against my will, but I wanted to be kept by him. I wanted to obey him. I wanted to walk in his spirit every day. I want to talk of his wondrous works and make known his deeds among the people. I want to seek out who was lost and see if what he used me to do would draw them not to me but to him. I didn't have a church. I didn't have nowhere for them to go but to the Lord. I come out of myself. I come out of uh, doing what they taught me in the building back in the day. Uh, I, I, I dressed as becoming of holiness because that's what his word said. But I didn't do it because of the church, the building. I am the church. I did it to please him. I did it to walk in his way. That when others see me, they could ask me, well, how you got over? Well, how you keep that smile on your face every day? Every time I see you, you always smile. I've never seen you unhappy, for great is he that is within me than he that is in the world. And this is what I had to do. I had to give God a chance and be anxious for nothing and wait. I had to have patience, and I still do until this day. Have patience, and that's what I teach uh, of the world. Well, I prayed. I ain't hear nothing. You didn't wait. You wanted an instant answer, and God don't always answer right away. But yet, while we're waiting on him, we should occupy until he comes. We should help somebody else, those of us that say we're saved, and we're walking and have his spirit in us. Once we pray, we don't, we don't rush God. We don't need. He's an on-time God. I'm like dotty people. Yes, he is. He is an on-time God. He know the right time to come to my rescue. 
And some things I'm waiting on is not until death. It's not going to kill me, even a sickness. I'm not going to die from it. I may suffer with it, but I'm not dying. I've asked God to heal me, and if it be his will, he, he is going to heal me, but it will be in his perfect time. Whitney Houston said, I love the Lord heard my cry. He hear our cry the first time. I'm going to teach you that this morning. The first time you asked him, the first time you told him about something, the first time you asked him a question, he heard you. Again, this morning, his eyes are in every place. He's beholding the evil and the good. Oh, yeah. But because he don't, we pray at 10 o'clock, he don't give it to us by 15 after 10. We think we got to keep praying for the same thing. You can. You can. He don't mind you keep coming for the same thing. I was, But I'm learning to do better. Every night I was praying the same prayer. <laughs> that third night he come and said, I heard you the first time. Hallelujah, Jesus. It taught me something. It's teaching me something. Whenever I go to him, he hit me the first time. That's what I like. He heard me. And if he heard me, he can do something about it. If it be his will, not my will be done, but his. And if he don't do it, that means it won't work together for my good. If he don't do it, it's just not what he want to do. I can't get mad about what he don't want to do because he's going to keep me safe at all times. What I can tell him is thank you. For you know what's best for me, Lord. Oh, you're on my side in spite of me this morning. You're looking beyond my fault, God, and you're yet meeting my needs. It could be so I don't have my needs met. But he said he would supply them, and he does. And see, sometimes we want to supply it in a certain way. We want to supply it by, by a certain person. That's not what he's doing. He's supplying it in a way that it will work. Together for your good. No need to be fearful. Not if you have the great God, Jehovah, that have all power. What you scared of? Who are you afraid of? Especially in you walking up right before him the best that you can. I'm not afraid. I'm going where I want to go. And I'm going to do what I need to do. And come on home when I get ready. I'm going to drive down the street in cars like the rest of the people who are driving crazy and got road rage and all of that. I'm going to stay in my lane and do what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to obey the laws of the land. And I'm going to talk to God while I'm driving. On the job, if I was working on, a, on man's job, I'd be talking to the Lord on the job. Doing the best job I can. Supporting the supervisor. Going to the supervisor talking about, teach me what you know. How, how did you get this knowledge? I want the knowledge that some of that knowledge you got so I can do you a better job. He going to pull you under his wing. Mike Murdoch taught me that. He going to pull you under his wings and teach you the best that he can because you said you were learning it so you could help him. And I tell him, help you, uh, him or her, to be a better supervisor. To get all the bonuses you're supposed to get. To bond with your employee so they'll do the best job for you so that you'll be compensated. 
But see, when we don't do right, and all we do is complain and grumble, not a whole lot God can do. Because we're not willing to walk upright. We're not willing to even treat, love our enemies. And he said we got to do that now. That's, that's what he said. But we don't want to love them. We want to love them who love us. Or appear to love us. Because some people don't love you. They act like they do, but they don't. The proof is in the pudding. You can tell me anything you want. I'm like God. I hear what you're saying. But I'm looking at what you're doing. And if what you're saying and what you're doing don't line up together, then I know you tell me that you love me. I know it's a lie. And it's up to me to believe that lie all I want to. But it is what it is. Hallelujah. So casting out all fear. Casting out your fear. No need to be afraid today. Draw closer to God. Give him your whole heart. Ask him to teach you how to love him and to do his business. Because if you do his business, he'll take care of yours. I'm a living witness. I am a living witness. I did his business. I got so busy. (laughs) I love it. I got so busy until the people that I usually like to talk to on the phone I didn't get a break to really talk to these people and have a few laughs with them because they make me laugh. I make them laugh, and uh, we talk about different things. I got this one sister, and we kind of the same way about certain things, you know, and we used to talk about different things. I love that, but I got so busy that the time didn't permit. I wanted Shantae to come home. I didn't see no way. She didn't know a way. But because I went on about his business, he took care of mine when I looked up. Shante was on the plane, <laughs> headed home. Huh? I I wasn't afraid that she wasn't coming. That that's that wasn't a problem. When she was coming, there's some other things I wanted away from me. I got busy about his business. He separated it. He he moved it on or moved me on. He's that kind of God. So this morning, we don't have to fear. I know some people uh, uh, like me, we go out in a crowd and we're doing different than the crowd doing. Because some people want to do different, but they're afraid. They're scared to do different from everybody else. Even in prison, they follow each other. In prison, women have crocheted pillows on the bed. When you look, everybody got a crocheted pillow because they follow them. You got a lot of followers and not enough leaders. For the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. I pray that the Lord of the harvest, Lord, send more more workers into the vineyard. But I need him to remember the work that he called and chose me for. That, that's what I want. Because, Lord, you can increase my territory. God, you can use me more to draw more people unto you. You can continue to help me to help ministries. 
Continue to help me to help pastors. Yeah, that's what you can do. Because you know, uh, many times the pastor, they, they can't say but so much. Now they can stand black feet and just teach the truth, but now they got to see them people every week. So they have to be careful too. But the evangelist go in there and say what he or she got to say and hit the road. I, I don't have to keep dealing with you every week. I told you the truth and I'm through with it. Hallelujah. God is faithful. So we don't have to be fearful because we're serving the great God. The one again this morning that have all power. There's no higher power. Yeah, because guess what? If you get enemies, he'll protect. And you got some. If you're living right, you got some enemies somewhere. But he'll get that table before you in the presence of your enemies. Oh, you anoint your head with oil. Your cup will run over. You go on and tell yourself, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm not going nowhere. I'm going to church, seeking God when I get there, fellowshipping. I go to hear the word to get filled to bring it back out of there and share it with somebody. And I didn't even know it. I live in a whole different place. I had never been in this place before, and I had never seen these kind of things I see before. I knew somewhat about them, but I hadn't been really partaker of them. But guess what he did? He moved in a whole nother place, and this is what happened. I yet served my community. But whatever I got, I can bake brownies. I can even bake a pound cake. Yeah. And go out and give it away. I did it so much at this one place. The man said, you know, I'm going to pay you. I said, really now? Yeah, how much you want for that pie? French coconut. Ooh, good to the last drop. I said, give me $10. He said, okay. You see? He said, you going to take this money and donate it somewhere? I said, yeah, I am. Matter of fact, I'm going to donate it to the prison. Uh-huh. Went and bought coloring books and colors and all of this kind of thing. Gave it to the prison. I had to write this lady because anything going at the prison, it takes time. You're going to have some patience if you're in prison. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Even if you work for the prison, you got to have some patience because they don't move quick over there. Everything has to be carefully done. Nothing can go wrong. Donated everything I wanted to, gave it, brother, to the prison. And at one point, every time I went, the man was bringing uh, brand new coloring books to me, brand new this. He didn't even know I was the one who had donated them. But God gave me faith over there. Gave me faith. So no need to be fearful. Look, I, I, again, this morning, I cannot tell you how many times the enemy have brought stuff to me, want me to be scared. One time he told me, he said, you're going to the prison. He said, you're going to go and they're going to have a warrant for your arrest for something way back in the day that you don't even remember. I kept right on going. Did y'all hear me? I kept right on going doing the will of him that sent me. Why? Greater is he again this morning that lives within me 
than he that is in the world. I can't listen to the devil with that foolishness. And God done chose me and called me to do something and told me to go do it and open the door that it can be done. The devil don't have all power. God have all power. I'm going to obey all power. There's no higher power than Jehovah God. So I want to share that this morning. Can I all fear? It starts with prayer. Well, let's go back. Believe in God. Believe. Pray. Study his word. Don't just read it. Study it. You're going to pray before you begin to read. Prayer. Patience. Trust in God. Walking upright. See, because if we're going to walk upright before him, we got to be mindful. You can't have your mind on the young and the restless and uh, whatever soaps they got out there today, money of family union and all this stuff here that other folks uh, uh, partake of. You, you're not going to be part of that. You don't have time. You got to keep your mind on God. You got to keep your mind on the things of God because you're trying to grow in God. Yeah. And it's already all right this morning. In Jesus' name. Listen, the studio is open. If there's anyone have something they would like to say this morning, please feel free to come in and uh, press that number one, and uh, I will see you in the studio and bring you in. I'm going to this one request, and uh, when we come back, the studio is still open. When all foundations have been shaken
I'll trust the victory of your cross and fix my eyes upon you, Jesus. to the words that truly blessed me. And uh, I am thankful unto Almighty God this morning for his word, for his word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. And forever his word is settled in heaven. Well, we just have to make it settle in us and know that it is the truth. He said what he meant. He meant what he said. He won't change it. He loves us, but he won't lie for us. And the more we seek God, the better our lives should become. Yeah, we're overcomers. We are overcomers. And Jesus has shed his precious blood. He won't withhold no good things from us. I say all things must work together for our good. He gave us so many great and precious promises. But it's up to us to rely on the promises of God. Yeah. Because, see, sometimes we don't we don't rely on his promises. We, we rely on what we're talking about and what we want to do and how we want to do it. Yeah. That, that's, these are things that we do. And then we, we are, sometimes we will accuse God for the stuff we've done. He wasn't even in on that deal. That was you. But we will accuse him, Lord. You did it. No, he didn't do that. I tell other people. Well, you know the Lord did this. I heard a, a, a William Murphy saying some stuff, and I was like, "Ooh, be, be careful, bro. Be very careful." Because one thing about God, He's not gonna go back on His word to please us and our foolishness. Yeah, as as Sion say, our shenanigans. <laughs> No, ma'am, and no, sir. And I want grandmama church. I want to be a part of that old-time religion. It brought them over. It got us better. I'm here today because of the old-time religion. What mattered uh, uh, a moment, praise my grandmama. I'm here because of my mom and dad prayer. Yeah, they was what they called back in the day apostolic and Pentecostal sanctified folks. 
them folks prayed the prayer of faith for me. And it's carrying me on right now. I come out the world because of the prayer that they prayed. Yeah. Because of what Maddie prayed. Maddie loved the Lord. And she wanted somebody to carry that mantle on in the family. And God chose me. I can't go back on this word to my what the world wants. Yeah, because you, you, you appeasing the world because you're trying to get more people in your building. See? Uh-uh, I don't need more people in the building. He said, what, well, two or three are gathered in his name is touching and agreeing. He's in the midst. He's there. So whether I have two people with me or two million, it does not matter. God is the God of all power, not the people. There's power in numbers, but not the same power that God has. And that's not what I'm after people, stuff, things. Uh-uh, I don't need all that. What I need is for God to move. Give me health and strength to keep doing the will of him because he's sending me. Yeah, that's what I need and that's what I want. And we don't, again this morning, we don't have to be fearful today. We walking by faith and not by sight. Faith in Jehovah God again this morning that have all power. He won't fail us. He won't let us down. He's going to be right there. Right there for you. I told you when your enemies show up, he'll prepare a table right there before them. And they're very present. And they're looking crazy. Because, see, they were coming to do some damage to you. Oh, but help. You had help. And the help was all powerful. I don't care how many they brought with them. They, it was nothing they could do to you. Because you had more power than they'll ever carry. Because Almighty God it was on your side and on your side today. And we should give him more. We should spend more time with him. Not just because it's the new year and we're making better plans and we're saying we're going to do better about it. No, he's just worthy to talk to commune and fellowship with. And it may not always be about stuff and saying, Lord, I need this. It may not be that. It may just be, Lord, I thank you for this day. Such a beautiful day. I thank you for this weather. It's cool and, and crisp, Lord, but you brought it forth and there's a reason for it. And whatever it is, I thank you. Because even the weather yet going to work together for my good. Yeah. Talk to him. Let him know we love him. And we want to spend more time with him. Not because of what he can give us. And not because of what he can do for us. But because we love him. And he deserves our best. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I don't think my best is even good enough for him. Yeah, I thank him. I thank him today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. If no one else have anything they would like to say. This morning, I will pray aside. And listen, I am still on Facebook with the cookie dough. Yeah, I'm still uh, fundraising the cookie dough. <laughs> and uh, I wanted some so bad, y'all. Ooh, because it's good. It is easy and it's good. It's already made. All you do is scoop it and bake it. Oh, my goodness, I want it. Because I like Nestle's um, 
chocolate chip cookie dough to bake. But I just couldn't buy none. So I said, well, what I do uh, is pull some numbers. People buy, I pull numbers, and whoever wins, they get a second batch of cookie dough for free. Yeah. Because I can't eat it. And I, I wanted to support uh, the cookie dough fundraiser. Yeah. And so we thank God. I thank God for bringing me through Christmas. Thank God for bringing me through New Year's. Yeah, he did it for me. And I'm so thankful. Because without him, I would not be here this day and no other day. Yeah, I need him. I need him to bring me through. Hallelujah. He's that kind of God on our side in spite of us. And we just have to tell him thinking that we love it and keep it moving. All right, all right. Well, listen, let me get this one out this morning, one last request. And uh, when we come back, I will just pray us out. Then it does me a 
Hallelujah, Miss Dottie, people this morning, and pure love. And that's what we got to have, pure love. For the world and for one another, and love them in a way where we can tell them the truth. Love them in a way where we can lead them to God, because he's worthy this morning. He's on our side today in spite of us. He won't withhold no good thing from us. All things, I say, must work together for our good. And because it's like that, we should show God more, show our brothers and sisters more. Yeah, pray, pray, pray. We cannot get enough prayer. Hallelujah. Prayer is the answer. Yeah. And so we thank him this morning. We give him glory. We give him honor and praise. God bless your Apostle Boatwright this morning. Good to see you. Happy New Year. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. Good morning to you, Sister Dorothy Goodman. God bless you this morning. Good morning to you, Sister Sion. God bless you this morning. And uh, Sister Irene, God bless you. God bless you, Sister Mary Ann. God bless you this morning and thank you. I was sitting the other day and it just come to me uh, about my daughter, the one that passed away. And it come to me and I, you know, started thinking about some of the laughter we had, you know, 
And some mornings, even before I did the show, she would either call me or send me a Facebook message. And uh, she would send me something from TikTok to go take a look at. (laughs) I said, now you see here, I got to do the show. Now I got to repent and, and, and pray again and get ready. Yeah, but I miss those days and I miss her telling me, hey, I said, what? Uh, going over the red lobsters to eat. I was like, it ain't no good no more. She was like, I know it ain't. But we can find something in there. But let's just go over there because that's our spot. I said, okay, we'll do that. And uh, I was thinking, I said, you know, she promised to pay for my lunch the next time we went to Red Lobster. I said, and she out of here and didn't pay for the lunch. Yeah, and so I had a good laugh. And I know if she had heard that, she would laugh too. But again this morning, God is on our side in spite of us. Let's look to the hills from which cometh our help. All of our help comes from the Lord. He made the heavens and the earth. And no matter what we long for, no matter what we go through, if we can't control it, he will come in if we ask him and fix it for us. He'll come in and give us the strength to go through it. Oh, yes, he will. I'm a living witness. And I thank him this morning because that's what he does for me daily. He gives me the strength to go on because many days I uh, look at my children and, and, and I know that's not the way I brought them up. You know what I'm saying? And uh, some, uh, they preachers now all eight. It don't make no difference what they're doing. God called them. He chose them. And some of them are not living according to his word. And, you know, they honor God with their lips, hard far from it. Now, these are my children. I can talk about them as much as I want to. Yeah, because I see, you know. But one day, one day, I know God is going to bring them into the place where they need to be. And uh, I was telling Bishop, and Bishop not concerned about that. I said, but Bishop, all seven that's left. Belong over there in that building where you are, being a blessing. And see, you got to know him well, so so we let people do what they do, and we wait on God. Yes, sir, we do. Yeah. And it's already all right today in Jesus' name. Now, my baby over there, she she went back home. She over there serving. Bishop says she in every Bible study and this and that. I said, well, all right then, Bishop. Yeah. And so when the Lord moved, and I get the opportunity, I'm over there too. Yeah. And so we thank God for good preachers and good men and women of God that tell us the truth, standing in the gap for us, praying for us. Yeah. And so we're thankful. We're thankful. Can't thank God enough. Hallelujah. So listen, I, if no one else have anything to say again this morning, I will pray us out. But if you have something to say, you have plenty of time. Plenty of time. All right. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for all that has been said and done. We thank you for your word today, for your word again this morning as a lamp unto our feet. Father, it's a light unto our path. And forever, O oh God, thy word is settled in heaven. And Father, I ask that you would bless every family represented here, every family member near and far. Bless every friend near and far. God bless your house, the house of prayer. Father, we ask that you would bless Apostle Boatwright, Lord, in her work. Lord, strengthen her in this hour. 
in the name of Jesus. Bless every caller and every listener, those coming through the archives and the podcast. Father, we ask that you would move in a mighty way for these, your people today. We believe in you for a great move of you today in the name of Jesus. Lord, you know what they stand in the need of. And Lord, if it's healing, we ask today that you would heal everybody. You made the body, God, you know all about it. And Lord, you know what to do to get this body back in line. And Father, we ask whatever we are doing to get the body out of line, that God, we will stop doing it and line up with your word that we can take care of our bodies, that we can last longer and live and not die to declare your works, O oh God, and to declare your word. In the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning for all you've done already. Thank you for what you're doing right now. And Father, we thank you for what you're going to do, great and mighty things. And as we depart this morning, Father, bless our going out. Bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Bless those that are incarcerated, those that are in every branch of the military. God, we ask that in this country of America, <clears throat> that, Lord, you will come through and fix it, fix it for us. Help us all to humble ourselves and pray. Seek your face, turn from our wicked ways. And, Lord, you are here from heaven and forgive our sins and heal the land. Do it for us, O oh Lord. We know that you know how to get the American people back on track. They may not want to come on track, but, God, you have a mighty sweet way, and they follow us. They follow what other people are doing. So, God, if you raise our leadership up and they follow you, America will follow. I believe that today. Not all, but, God, the majority in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, this year, if it's for Mr. Trump to get in there, God, you move in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Father, bless our brothers and sisters everywhere, overseas. Move by your spirit for them in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another, in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon today, January the 8th. 2024 in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye, and I said I wouldn't play another song, but I got one more request, and I'm going to stop saying it. If I get a request, I'm going to play it. That's what I should say. All right, here we go. Bread of life sent down the glory Many things you were a holy king, a carpenter, but you are the living word, say now. Come on. Yeah.
all together, this is what we like to call you, Jesus, Jesus. That's what we call you, yeah. You were born in a manger, but on a tree you died to save his That's what we Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.